0: Next up, on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. This podcast
1: is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Visit our website at jabberaudio.com support to learn more, or go to patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky.
2: The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with a course of justice and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. April 2011. Poker player Jimmy Harmon had been hoping to recover some of his diminished bankroll, but found himself caught in the middle of a conflict between shady Las Vegas gangster Victoria Salkovich and unknown assailants desperate to take her out. A conflict that has apparently already taken the life of his friend Will Archer. If, as I suspect, you wish to learn the truth of your friend's death, then our needs would appear to coincide. And if we are both to move forward, what I require your assistance with is merely. Narrowly escaping the assault, Harmon calls in a favor from an old gambling acquaintance, Peeps, and they scramble to get out of town. But their departure is delayed when Jimmy spots cabaret dancer Amber, whom Will had been protecting before his demise.
3: Will promised to help, and he's gone. And you're the only one I know I think he trusted.
2: I don't know where else to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. If Will promised to help, I'll help. I owe him that much, at least.
2: But before Amber can explain more than the barest of details, a so-called money man staying at the Lion Majestic Hotel, and something about having to cover up a mistake, Amber's pursuer catches up to her. Ah! Amber! Jimmy! Who the hell is that goddamn secret agent-looking guy? Did he just- I don't know! Oh
3: damn it, he's got a buddy. He's coming after us! Try! Right, right. Try! Don't have to tell me
2: twice! Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Quorum, the Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, Outstanding Debts, Episode 5.
1: I was still shaking after everything that had happened in the past 24 hours. Getting roughed up by gangsters, Will getting killed, getting shot at by some SUV driver with serious anger issues, and then seeing this woman, Amber, who i just met, taken down by some Secret Service-looking nutcase.
3: And then this don't starts with me like we're old buddies, like that's gonna throw me off my nut. Please, you're swimming with a pro
2: here.
1: Of course, at the moment, all I could think about was how long I'd have to keep listening to peeps means well, but damn, she never shuts up. Actually, I can't really say she means well. I'd long since given up on trying to decipher her motivations. Better to just think of her as a force of nature.
3: I mean, he did end up taking it. I mean, the whole pot. But that's not the point. It said he thought he could put one over on me. Me. I'm a pro, you know. heaps
1: please. Can I just rest for a bit? I've been up for... Jesus, like 36 hours now.
3: Oh, sure. No problem. I just went and picked you up at the limelight, just like you asked. Despite all the crap that's going down, I waited for you and everything, because I'm a pro. Like I said, want me to get your jammies out of your suitcase for you, too?
1: Don't push it, peeps.
3: I'm doing you a favor here. A big favor. And I don't think you're treating me with the proper respect. Could have been cops all over the hotel, watching for whoever's hanging around with you. You don't know. Last thing I need is cops crawling all over my... Wait, were there? Were there what? Cops. No. Well, not that I could see from my less than optimal vantage point down the street, but there could have been. That's not the point. Jesus, nobody gets the damn point. The point is, I'm going above and beyond for you. Fine,
1: whatever. I mean,
3: I see you for the first time in life forever, then boom. I mean like Michael Bay movie, boom. This is not normal reunion behavior.
1: Yeah, about that. You remember Will Archer? I
3: remember. Of course I remember. Damn guy looked like he was going to snap me in half after the whole food truck fiasco. And that guy is big. I mean, really big. Serious intimidation factor at play. I
1: get it. He's big. First thing anyone notices about him.
3: How was I supposed to know it was for a commercial? I mean, how often do you see a zebra in a damn baton twirler? Freak the hell out of me. Yeah,
1: just about forgot about that. Anyway, he was in the car when it... Boom. Yeah, Boom.
3: Well, damn, that's just depressing as all hell. I gotta say, you are far from a stellar conversationalist, you know that.
0: Sources indicate that facing increased scrutiny, particularly at home from potential challenger Mary Lucas, the senator will withdraw the amendment from consideration. Although he may yet reintroduce it at a later...
1: (sighs) Come on, put on some music or something.
0: I like news.
3: What, you got a problem with knowing what's going on on in the world around you?
0: In financial news, securities regulators have given preliminary approval to the proposed purchase of the Limelight Hotel in Las Vegas by a consortium that most experts believe is headed by Abdul Benny Hazred, owner of the Royal Oasis Hotel.
3: Well, there goes the neighborhood. Five gets you 10, meters the whole place down. Tradition don't count for nothing with these guys.
0: Especially if Hazred's involvement is confirmed. But spokespeople for the hotel assured investigators that the diverse makeup of the investing group diminished any impact that any one individual's ownership share might afford. Not a whole lot of people can stop him issue, at this point. Sources have indicated that he has the support of local officials and is partnering with several prominent personalities on a plan to promote the hotel's casino business. In local sports Of course, news, I'd probably have, have to
3: take the only on my own bet. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he tears it down, but I don't think he's gonna. What the hell are you talking about? I actually hear old Benny's gonna make the limelight into sort of a pro showcase. You know, let him hold court, maybe name private game rooms after him, build on the celebrity name recognition.
1: Where in the hell would a person like you hear that? Hey,
3: I hear things. Ear to the ground and all. Got a finance guy in one of my regular ring games. Some kind of regulator out of LA. Total fish, which is fine for me, except he still owes me after our last prop bet. Is this
1: story going somewhere?
3: I always figured these guys were supposed to be quiet about this stuff. Like a lawyer, or a doctor, priest maybe, but he won't stop talking about his theories. Says there's a whole house of cards waiting to come down, but didn't get any specifics. Same guy who- Babes,
1: what's your fish's theory?
3: Well, where way he says it, online is where it's at. Total market disruptor, as they say, has the traditional casino business scared out of their minds. But the big sites are already established. Early adopters, first to market, or whatever you call it. Corporate boys are putting their own sites up, but they don't have the celebrity cachet of the established sites.
1: Did you just use the word cachet? Screw
3: you. I know words. Anyways, most of the big sites have locked up the main online players as spokespeople. Or, in some cases, like with Big Mike and All-In Poker, as actual stakeholders.
1: Yeah, I was in that mix for a while. Had a nice endorsement deal on the way with Payout Poker before I got- Please!
3: Don't get me wrong, I respect the hell out of you, but nobody gives a rat's fart about your name.
1: Hey, they were happy to have me on board.
3: How's that working out for you? So anyway, to get back to my story, Benny's got the Royal Oasis all classy and stuff. I mean, in a new money kind of class, if you know what I mean. I guess. If he's going after the limelight. He wants some old-school recognition. You know, a tie to the whole classic Vegas scene, the whole Ocean's Eleven era. And I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking old-school Rat Pack style. Assuming
1: he doesn't just demolish the place, like you just said, not 20 seconds ago. True.
3: But it ain't like the location's all that. Strip, sure, but not the A-list, big money part of the strip. My guy figures he's going to set it up as a brick-and-mortar storefront to get the real money online. Celebrity names to give him something to build off of. It's all
1: marketing. Yeah, but like you said, I I can't imagine he'll be able to compete. Nobody could get in now. Too far behind.
3: Please. If Benny Hazard's got a plan, you know he's thought it through. Maybe he sees something working with old pros, seeing as how the new guys are a dime a dozen. Could give him an advantage in the online market, he plays it right. Having another hotel's just a bonus.
1: That's pretty damn thin.
3: Hey, it ain't my theory, but I figure it's about as good as any. We live in interesting times, man. What does that mean? You never heard that? Ancient Chinese curse or something like that. May you live in interesting times. I'm saying, we do. We're cursed, man. So, we're like just did. You guys were close, right? Didn't you have a wife?
1: Emily, yeah. They were putting in a pool. A
3: pool? on what?
1: A swimming pool, dumbass. That guy can swim. Apparently. Or, well, you know.
3: Damn, that's rough. They figure out who did the deed? They?
1: I don't know. Victoria's tied up in it, but probably not really behind it. She actually thinks it has something to do with the Limelight Hotel deal.
3: So basically... Way above our pay grade.
1: More or less, yeah. But for some reason, Victoria thinks I'll be able to figure something out about it. But I haven't the foggiest idea how.
3: Man, you are doing so right by getting out before you get any more wrapped up in it.
1: Yeah, I guess.
3: I mean, it's not like you owe anybody anything. Well, technically, you do owe people some things. Victoria Sakovic being person numero uno there. that's strictly in the monetary sense, right? Not in any larger morality sense. Who's going to quibble on that?
1: It's a nice try. But this trip is postponing your debt, not eliminating
3: it. We're not talking about me now. We're talking about you. So Will's dead. Not your fault. Nothing you can do about it now, right? What's done is done. No point in you adding to that by getting yourself killed over a bunch of rich guy schemes and plots. Am I right?
1: Putting in a pool. Damn.
3: So hey, who was that skinny, badly disguised girl that, you know, that... Matrix looking agents were so interested in.
1: Amber? I don't know exactly. Dancer knows Will. I mean, knew Will. Obviously in some kind of trouble.
3: Obviously. Thing is, I think
1: it might be tied up with whatever Victoria wanted me to look into. She kept talking about some money man holed up at the Lion Majestic. Victoria mentioned that earlier. Used those exact words.
3: Sounds like a superhero. Money man. I have to imagine having his superpowers would be pretty sweet.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't think he's a superhero. Before, I thought he had something to do with the limelight investors, but Amber made it sound like he was more of a prisoner, though I don't know why anyone would keep a prisoner in a hotel.
3: Some weird stuff going on in Vegas, man.
1: Yeah. And Amber wasn't even involved. Not really. She was freaked out because of some note one of them... Wait. Damn, I think I still have it. What? A note? Yeah. That it? Yeah. That's just a couple of names and numbers. Roach. 35.641, negative 115.359. And then it's signed Joshua with some kind of doodle.
3: Coordinates. What? Sounds like coordinates. Latitude and longitude? I don't know about the names, but the numbers sound like coordinates.
1: Why the hell would this Joshua guy write this roach person a note using coordinates?
3: How the hell should I know? Maybe he's not near any street signs. Out in the middle of nowhere. That's some creepy ass thinking. Yeah, well, that seems appropriate right about now. Might make sense if you knew who Roach or Joshua were. How those secret agent characters? Hey, does your phone have GPS? What? GPS. Can you, you know, program in those coordinates? Why the hell would I want to do that? Come on. You can't tell me you're not the least bit curious.
1: Curious? Yes. Suicidal? No.
3: What's it going to hurt? There's people who do these kind of treasure hunt things, hide things, and leave GPS coordinates for people to find them. Could be buried treasure.
1: Somehow I doubt that. You're so curious, you do it.
3: I'm driving, my friend. Driving and smartphone use do not mix. Learn that one the hard way.
1: Fine, fine. I'll look it up. don't know if I've got a GPS app.
3: You might be able to just enter it into the map.
1: Okay, worth a try. Yeah, it worked. Looks like the coordinates are... Jesus, right near here.
2: What? Here, here? Yeah.
1: I mean, just off 15, right before the border. No town, but it looks like a railroad track junction. Let me see if I can zoom in here. It's a place called... Oh, damn. What? What is it? Roach. Roach, Nevada. You
3: have got to be kidding me.
1: No joke. Roach isn't a person. It's a place. Well, damn.
3: Things just keep getting creepier. And in a bizarre Kennedy assassination conspiracy wild ass coincidence kind of way to boot.
1: That's for sure.
3: Where are we now? Uh, That ten miles past Jean? You know where the stunt pilots fly out of? Skydivers and all? Bad name for a town? Jean. Don't buy it a dozen times and never really thought about it. I mean, who is Jean? And why does she have a town named after her? Oh, this sounds normal once you get used to it, but... Hey, you are not planning to... Look,
1: you're the one who told me to look it up in the first place.
3: Yeah, but at that point it was strictly an academic exercise. Something to kill time, since we're still two hours to barstow beats the hell out of I Spy.
1: Anyway, it's probably nothing,
3: but... But what?
1: Will. Will died trying to protect that girl, Amber.
3: Wait. So she was the one supposed to go boom instead of Will?
1: No, just... Look, he died while trying to protect her. And then they got her anyway.
3: You don't know she's dead. She's probably not. I mean, you don't just walk up and kill someone in bright daylight. In public, no less. Vegas is a crazy-ass town, but I don't think it's that crazy.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I've seen some pretty out-there stuff this week. And at the very least, they seem perfectly happy to walk up and grab
3: her. True enough. I guess the suits, sunglasses, and little earpieces give you a lot of leeway to get away with stuff that would otherwise freak everyone out. I was wondered why those guys made themselves look so obvious, but I guess that's one good reason.
1: Besides, maybe if I can find out something more on whatever this money man thing is about, even just a little bit, then I can keep Victoria at bay a little while longer.
3: That is pretty damn thin. As in anorexic.
1: Anyway, we're pretty much there anyway. Just east of the highway, past a big dry lake bed.
3: We are not there.
1: We are ten miles from there. I'm sure it won't take us long. Okay, well we can't turn left off the highway... Looks like we'll have to do a quick turnaround at Prim, and then we can get off on, uh, McCullough Pass.
3: Son of a bitch! This is why I don't do favors for people. You know, you're totally gonna have to factor gas money into our little arrangement.
1: Okay, so, yeah, just take a left onto that access road. Should be just up ahead there. Hope you know what you're doing. Phone map is holding up. I'm actually, surprised they still have reception here, but I guess we're close enough to the casinos at Prim for there to be working cell towers. Okay, this is it. I guess just uh, pull over somewhere. Not like it's hard to find a parking spot. I'll give you that. These are the coordinates. At least about as close as I can get with the app on my phone.
3: You see anything? Sun's going down, man. We're not
1: going to be able to see anything much longer. So look around. If Joshua wanted someone to find something, there's got to be a way to find it. Some kind of indicator, a landmark, something.
3: Well, I somehow doubt you're going to see a big giant X on the ground.
1: You never know. Okay, maybe not.
3: So do we know anything about this Joshua guy? Anything that might help us narrow the search?
1: Well, since he wrote the note, maybe he's the boss of the agents, or whoever they are. Maybe that's the guy they're holding prisoner.
3: Hard to picture a prisoner sending his captors out on errands. Kind of flips the power dynamic there, no? Yeah, agreed. You figure Joshua's the guy who grabbed Amber then? Seemed like he was assertive, to say the least. Could be. Probably. Hang on a sec. Maybe we're jumping to conclusions. Is the note actually signed Joshua, or is Joshua just the last thing on the note? Like Roach was the first, and that turned out not to be a person. Well,
1: yeah, it's just the last line on the note, next to the doodle. Looks kind of like a
3: cactus? Or a tree, maybe? Not exactly the neatest writing. Joshua Tree. Maybe our guy's a U2 fan. What? Joshua Tree. The album. Where the Streets have no name. With or without you. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Damn, you millennials don't know anything about anything, do you? My sister used to have that album on repeat. I actually think it might be the first CD she had. She used to... Or it to-
1: could be an actual tree. Like over there, other side of the tracks. Does that look like this doodle? What? Damn. Didn't
3: know it was an actual thing. I mean, I guess it kind of did, but never really thought about it. Holy... Is that what I think it is? Because if so, I am getting seriously skeeved out right about now.
1: If you're thinking it's a shallow grave, then I think you may be right. Jesus, Body's not even
3: buried all the way. Just kind of dusted over. I think I'm going to be sick. This is way beyond the scope of my worldview, and my worldview is comparatively expansive as worldviews go. We've got to hightail it out of here, as in right flipping now. Let's go. What, now? Yes, now. The trouble you're in with the cops already, you want to try explaining this one to them? Well, you know, the people who went to the trouble to not just dispose of a body, but write a note explaining how to find it, who likely planned to return. But,
1: okay, maybe you got a point. Fine, we'll get out of here. Here, it's my turn to drive anyway, especially if you're not feeling well. Toss me those keys.
3: Fine by me. I've been working hard enough already today. Here, catch. Thanks. Okay, so before
1: we go, I'm just
3: going to take a quick look. What? What happened to the
1: hightailing? I thought we were hightailing. tailing is still on the agenda, but we haven't actually learned anything yet. We can't just leave without taking a look. In other words, you're saying I'm a sucker for
3: trusting you in the first place.
1: You said it, not me. Okay, let's just... Let's just get a little closer here. Okay. A woman, or probably, judging
3: by the shoe sticking out there, I want to assume... That is some seriously dangerous stiletto action. Jesus! You're actually going to touch a dead body with your bare hands? Way to catch all kinds of diseases! I'm not... Okay, see if there's some kind of gloves or
1: something in the car, even a rag.
3: In what scenario am I motivated to enable you? Sooner you help, sooner we get out of here. Oh, fine! But I am registering my firm objections for the record. For the record, sure. Here. No gloves, but this will do. Thanks. Oh, Jesus! That that really smells. As in bad. Spoiled meat! How long do you think it's...
1: she's been there? How the hell should I know? I think this is literally the first dead body I've ever seen. I mean, she doesn't look all that rotted. We are in the desert, so who knows? Maybe that whole process slows down out here. At least a few days, probably.
3: Looks like she's dressed, at least. Just kind of trashy. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I've got more than my share of less than professional outfits. Though, depending on context, that could be a professional outfit for her.
1: Okay, I don't, um... I don't see a purse or a wallet or anything. At least not with her. If there was, whoever did this probably took it with them.
3: Are those bruises on her neck? What am I? CSI Las Vegas? You tell me! I'm not getting any closer. This is all on you. I'm maintaining plausible deniability. Okay, okay.
1: I think so. So, maybe strangled? Uh, She's got an
3: anklet. No, wait. It's a medic alert thing. Apparently she has a nut allergy. She doesn't need to worry about carrying around a nut again anymore. Silver lining.
1: Now you sound like... You know, never mind.
3: says her name is... Jasmine Star. Well, that's a fake name if ever I've heard one. Kind of surprising she had it printed on the bracelet. Sorry, anklet. Do you call it an anklet if it's really a bracelet, but you just wear it on your ankle? Nice to have thin ankles is what I guess I'm getting at. Apes. Fine. Still, I mean, you'd think you'd put your real name on there. But I guess if she was worried that whoever was with her when she actually needed it wouldn't i also got a phone number on it. 725-555-0241.
1: Says it's a work number, but doesn't say what it is.
3: Well, I can think of a couple of possibilities.
1: No other names or numbers.
3: Okay! Mystery solved! Can we go now? Hang on. I just want to see if she's got anything in her pockets. Doubt that outfit has anything resembling pockets. Check her bra. What? If she has anything important but no pockets, she'll stash it in her bra. Peeps, I am not feeling up So a... now you're getting squeamish? It's not squeamish, it's... Jimmy, you have already gone way beyond the bounds of everyday propriety, and this is what freaks you out? Look, I am not going to... Uh
1: oh, here in the sidestrap. Key card or something.
3: Told ya. That's
1: blank. Nothing printed on the Oh, there's a post-it note on the back. LM2317. Whatever the hell that means.
3: No clue. Did you check? Oh crap. What? Headlights. There. Damn it! I told you we needed to go! But no, you had to play detective. Why doesn't anyone ever listen to me?
1: This is far from good.
2: You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production quorum, The Gambler's Tale, Outstanding Debts, Episode 5 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington, 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Yasmin Twizan as Peeps, and Bob Hurley as the newscaster. With additional voices by Anna Coughlin. Recorded at Arlington Independent Media with supplemental recording at Bob Hurley Voiceovers and at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying thanks for listening and tune in next week for the next episode of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Flop, seven of spades, five of diamonds, and four of hearts. And the turn is, two of clubs. The river, five of hearts.
1: Hast thou slain the Jabberwock?
2: From all of us here at the Mutual Audio Network, we thank all our listeners and creators for making us an award-winning home for four seasons of audio drama and audio fiction.